Welcome to Do It For The Process, studio conversations for artists and creatives. I'm your host, Emily Jeffords, professional artist, educator, and mother of three. In this podcast, we dive deep into what it means to run a successful creative entrepreneurship, how to stay true to your art while also growing your creative business. And I always give a gentle reminder to fall in love with the process all along the way, because I firmly believe your creative business is only as strong as your creative practice. And with that, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. This is part two in my story podcast, and thanks for hanging out. Last time we went over the origin of my creative career, going from 2010 to 2013. I'm marking my 10 year as a fine artist this February, which feels unbelievably surreal and so beautiful, and I am so, so thankful to you, my my beautiful community members and collectors, and I'm just very, very honored and humbled to be doing this with my life. I never expected this to be a reality. Who could who could expect this? I mean, this is, oh, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. I don't think I knew what I was going to be when I grew up, when I grew up, but this fits me perfectly, and I could not have imagined it, so. Thank you. Thank you for your support and your love. If you wouldn't mind, take a moment to rate and review this podcast. That would be a delightful way to show some love for the show. Um, Yeah, that'd be great. Thank you so much. This episode is brought to you by my free mini course that goes live on February 4th, which is just around the corner. Oh my goodness. I am so excited. The mini course is all about sharing your work online, how to set yourself up for success as an entrepreneur online, a creative online, how to know whether your work is good. There are different ways of, I'm just really going to nourish you and your creative career in this free five part video series. And then we're following it up with a seven day challenge that'll help you implement everything you learn in the free series. We're actually going to go through the process of sharing our work beautifully and elegantly and effectively online together. It's going to be incredible. I happen to know that when you do something scary, it's nice to do it with a crowd. For instance, last time I marketed it, oh my gosh, I have a hard time saying that word, marketed, (laughs) you know what I mean, past tense of market, Uh, making art work, when I was talking and talking about it and promoting it and just, you know, going so full force towards this thing, it was very nerve wracking. I'm going to be honest, it really was. I'm talking about something I care deeply about that I've poured so much energy into and so much thought and care into. And I had people that were supporting me in that process and were joining me in the marketing and were really helping me champion the course. And having them do that alongside me was so empowering and so gratifying. And it made me so much braver and bolder than I would have been alone. So thank you to my dear, dear friends that helped me support the course. That's kind of what I'm talking about. When you do something scary, doing it with a friend or with a tribe or with a group of people that you are going to meet in this space, it's just, it's, it's the thing that gets you through the the hard times. I know that from so much experience. All of that leads to making artwork, which is happening again this year because last year was just 
literally life-changing for me and 400 students that went, went through the course together, and I cannot wait to go through that process again with you. Making Art Work is a 12-week course. It opens for enrollment February 18th. So the free mini video series opens the 4th. The challenge happens the week after that, and the challenge ends on the 18th, which is when Making Art Work is open for enrollment. So I really want you, before you join Making Art Work, I really want you to go through the free stuff first because I want you to get to know me and my teaching style, and I want to get to know you in that space, and I want you to get to know your own abilities and to see if you actually want to be a professional creative entrepreneur. If you think that you you know, that you actually want to do that. If you already know that you do, if you already are like, I'm in, sign me up. Wonderful. Wait till the 18th. You can join us then if you'd like to. I recommend doing the free things anyways, because they're going to be so, so nourishing and they're going to lay the foundation for success in the course. Um, I'm very, very excited about that. Go to emilyjeffordslearn.com to find out all the information. Everything is there for you. All the descriptions of the course content and when it begins and all the Q&As. And you can actually see inside all the modules. You can see if it's really something that's going to nourish you and your business and your needs. And just know that this is coming from somebody that has grown a business from a $1 painting to nearly a million dollars a year. Next year, I will hit a million dollars a year with my fine art business. Like that's insane with my creative business. So keep that in mind as you think about this. Like I have done all of this. I have done this the hard way. I have grown from the, I mean, can you even call that the ground? Is that like below the ground? A $1 painting, isn't that like in the red? So technically underground, (laughs) That's a metaphor. I hope my creative friends have followed me on that one. But, you know, I've grown this from the ground up. I've done these things all the hard way. I've experimented with everything myself and found the things that work for me as a creative entrepreneur and as an artist. And that is what I share in the course. How to do email marketing, how to do your newsletter, how to do your social media, how to set up a website that actually converts pricing for profit, creating an actual community, marketing, but in a way that feels good and works well for your creative work, setting up a shop, diversifying your business. There is so much in this course. It's 12 weeks long because we have 12 very full modules to get through. And the nice thing is, yes, you can go through it with us and you can feel the whole experience and learn everything in real time as I teach it to you, but you also have access to the course for two years after that. So it's not like you have to rush through it and you can refer back to it as often as you need to. You have full access. So that's really nice, including like I put the Q&As in there because of course we have a weekly Q&A together um, where you can ask questions and we can have conversations about everything we're learning. And, you know, I hop on on Facebook Live and I'm very present and very accessible with this course because I understand that it's one thing to just receive information, but it's another thing to have a conversation about it and to be part of a community that's learning alongside each other. I think that's really, really beautiful. That's where that's where most of my learning happens as I discuss things and and roll through ideas with, with other people. So go to emilyjeffordslearn.com and you can check it out and see if it feels like the right fit for you. All right, today we're going to get into the second half of my story. Last time we went through the very beginning, the $1 painting, $2 painting, $3 painting, 
through the beginning of my blog, through the beginning of my actually making a living at this. I, I mean, not a lot. Like I said, we in the last episode, I described that I didn't make a lot of money as um, I began supporting our family, but I did begin supporting our family, which was such a, a blessing and such a gift to both me as as a person and to our family and to my husband. So he had the freedom to explore and grow as he needed to. And it was a gift. It was such a gift. So from that phase, um, just to give you some context, if you haven't listened to the last episode, I had begun creating a lot of paintings and begun getting a lot of commissions. And I was making a pretty decent income. Again, not a lot. We were not living incredibly abundantly, but we had enough and we felt comfortable and we had a house and we had groceries and we had enough to pay for our car. In fact, um, at the beginning of 2014, we bought a new car in cash which again like that was something we had never accomplished before and that was really a gift um so that's where we were we were in we're starting 2014 um in 2014 I decided that because I was supporting our family for the most part my husband did have a job he was he graduated from coding school and was getting into that world but you know everything that you whenever you start something new it's it's a slow start Um, He was working super hard and doing a great job, but I was definitely feeling the, the urgency to still bring in, you know, a substantial income and to grow this thing that I was beginning to fall in love with. I loved my business. I loved creating work. I loved my artistic practice. I loved my collectors. It was becoming really fun, like really fun. So at this phase, because I wanted to create something sustainable, I just began offering prints. I had just begun offering commissions. I also began creating work in collections this year. This is the first year that I released a collection of work and it was so, oh, it was, it changed everything. I never looked back. I never ever looked back. It offered me so much freedom and I, um, I really love that flow of creating and focusing on the creative process and then focusing on selling that really worked well for me. And it's worked for a lot of my friends as well. So I recommend that if you're interested. Um, let's see, 2015, I began to really ramp up my productivity and my profitability. And to do that, I began offering commissions every single month. So I had three commission slots a month. I would do one large and two mediums. The mediums were between 16 by 20 and 24 by 26. And the large was over 24 by 26. And I did that because I knew that I could still create what I would call open artwork, which means it hasn't been claimed by a commissioner. It's still available for another collector. I can have it in a collection or it can be just on my website. So I created work in a flow that was three commissions, um, I would say between two and six-ish open paintings a month. And that was a lot of painting. But thankfully, my kids were falling into a really sustainable rhythm. They were able to take care of themselves and start doing schoolwork. And we had a really good flow in the studios most days because they came with me to the studio most days. Um, And I was finding my own personal rhythm in my creative work, which was amazing. I loved this process so much. I honestly kind of miss these days because they were very quiet and simple and it was a lot of painting. Whereas now, as I'll discuss, I actually have to carve out time to paint really intentionally. 
So this grew and grew and grew. And because I was working on so many paintings, I actually began to feel a bit overwhelmed. And I began to feel a bit like a painting machine. This is actually when Do It For The Process, the hashtag was born because I realized really internally that if I don't focus on the process, if I don't focus on my joy and love of the actual physical act of creating, I'm going to burn out so hard and so fast. And I was really open and honest about that on Instagram specifically. And the hashtag was born out of that, that feeling. In 2015, I also began doing a little bit of consulting. Um, I would offer advice and kind of like a marketing review for other creative entrepreneurs and artists. And in 2016, I scaled back the commissions that I offered. I think I offered just maybe five or six that whole year, but they had to be larger. I created a lot of collections. I created a lot of prints. I created other products that year. Um, And I really grew the education side of my business. I began to offer workshops and classes and we scouted the location for the first retreat that year, the first international retreat. I held a retreat in my studio and yeah, kind of finding that balance between using my, um, my mind and my body for my creative work. So both, you know, my, the things that I've learned, the things that I've experienced to educate others and creating a lot of artwork. I created a lot of artwork that year. I did multiple painting a day challenges that year. They weren't long. They were between a week and a month long. And I created so many paintings. I don't even know how I created that many, but I did. I did a couple of art shows, um, wholesale. I began working as a licensing artist in 2015, I believe. And then that began, you know, that that just kind of got bigger and bigger and a bigger part of my my income, bigger part of my focus. And then as we tipped into 2017, things began to shift a little bit more. I began to offer a lot of consultations for artists. Um, I began to offer international retreats. We offered our first retreat in France. I offered several workshops and retreats in my studio in South Carolina. I began teaching workshops to hundreds and hundreds of artists at a time. Um, I began working with Anthropology in 2017. That was my first collection with them, my first collaboration with them. I began working with, um, I think I was already, already working with, already, already. <laughs> I think I was already working with One Kings Lane and um, Schoolhouse Electric. Oh, no, that was that year. Schoolhouse Electric was, Electric was 2017 as well. Um, there were a lot of collaborations that just came my way because, you know, this is okay. This is something that people don't like to hear, but I want you to hear this anyways. If you want to do licensing, almost all of my licensing deals, all but one has come my way because of my online presence, because I consistently put out work that I'm, that I'm proud of and that I share with pride. The one that wasn't, um, organically, the one that I went after myself, I should say it that way, was minted. I applied to minted and got in in 2013 or 14. I think 2014. Um, actually, it was just after I went to New York. That was the best thing that came out of that. If you listened to the last to the last episode, then you know that my trip to New York was not a good experience. However, while there, I did meet a rep from minted, so that was a that was a bonus to come out of that. But in 2014, I began working with them. 
Um, but all of my other subsequent licensing deals have come from someone at the company reaching out to me because they saw my work on Instagram or they saw my work on Pinterest or they saw my website and they liked what they saw, which I know is not the answer people want. They want a formula formula that they can also follow. And there is one. There absolutely is. And we talk about that in making our work. But that has been my experience. And I still, to this day, don't put a heavy focus on licensing. That's not where my focus lies right now with my business. But if I were focusing on licensing, I would be more proactive and I would go after those myself. And I would be, you know, pitching my work to art directors. And, you know, I would be more, a bit more hustly about it than I am right now. Because right now it's not a focus at all. Into 2018, um, I shifted to creating original paintings, um, teaching quite a lot more. I opened my mastermind in 2018. Um, By that point, I was handling no packaging. I was handling very little admin tasks. I had two assistants at this point. I think I hired my first intern, not hired, I had my first intern in 2015 or 16, and then my first assistant, paid assistant in 2016, Um, and I've had at least one assistant since then. Now I have three, four, four people on my team, and I don't know how I would do it without them. I I could not. Haley is my right-hand woman. She's a rock star, and I'm so thankful for her. She can handle anything. She can do anything. She's incredible. Um, And she's been with me since she was very young. Uh, She was one of my very first interns, actually. Anyways, 2018, I focused solely on painting and creating and educating. Um, At retreats, in the mastermind, I began a podcast. I began this podcast, hello. Um, It was a year of great growth and a lot of transformation happened for me. This is when I began creating the content for making artwork. Um, This is when I began teaching more intense um, workshops. People could come to, you know, learn how to have a business, kind of like a condensed version of making art work, but only in like five hours, which is impossible. Um, So it had to expand into a a whole course. Um, I began teaching Instagram for creatives. A lot of very pointed and very specific skills that I really love and that I could teach. I, I did that. Um, 2019 was the year that I personally grew so fast and so deeply. And so it was crazy. Last year was absolutely mind blowing to the point that I very consciously had to grow myself as well. I have very, very consciously had to take time, analyze why am I having anxiety? Why am I having so much turmoil inside? And to realize that growth is not always comfortable. In fact, growth isn't really comfortable at all unless it's very, very slow and very gentle. And this growth was not slow nor gentle, and it caused me a lot more pain than I expected. And I don't think it showed outside of people that I really trust. Um, I think, you know, it, it didn't really come on the internet that much. And I don't think my students noticed too much, but people that know me and love me were there for me. And they very much gave me a safe place to be vulnerable and weak 
and needy as I physically and mentally and emotionally was being stretched and grown in different ways. So in 2019, um, I went through a lot of personal growth, a lot of personal development, a lot of uh, very, very intentional saturating my mind, saturating my my thoughts, um, changing my mindsets consistently towards more um, positive and empowering and um, mindsets that are going to build up not only myself, but also my students. Because at 2019, I... I suddenly began teaching 400 people in making art work, which I was not expecting. To be totally honest with you, I was expecting about 200. Um, I said I would cap the class at 400, and I did, and um, that amazes me. It still amazes me to this day. At the end of making art work, I had so many requests for more because the students loved going through the course. They really got a lot out of it. There was more to learn. Now they needed time to implement. So we opened up the membership, The Collective, which many of my my dearest artist friends are in there now. And it's such a sweet place. There were 730 people that joined The Collective, which again, completely blew my mind. So what I'm gathering in 2019 is that there is a great need in the creative world for hope, for clarity, for direction, and for community. And that is where I found my passion going in 2019. And when I painted, because the education side of my business was being so profitable and was being so um, nourishing for me, when I painted, it was just... A creative practice. I didn't actually have to sell paintings, which is crazy. I've I've never. I mean, you know my history. You know, since 2010 to 2019, I didn't live unless I painted. Like my hands were my lifeline. In fact, I would drive by a hand center and literally thank God that my hands weren't broken because if they were, I had no job. We had no money. Like I, it was such a connection to my body. If my body didn't show up today and if my brain couldn't do what it had to do, we didn't pay our bills. Like that connection has never not been true for me. So in 2019, when that shifted, when I didn't actually have to sell paintings, I could do it because I wanted to. Like that was so fun for me. So I created an abstract collection. I created a whole collection of oil paintings that no one has ever seen. They'll come out this year. I created them last year. I have a couple more to add to the collection. The collection doesn't feel quite done yet to me, but I got to paint for joy. I got to create palette artwork that was just, I mean, that, that process is just pure fun. There's no critical analysis or like strategic thought in there it's just pure play with pigment and oil and yeah so even though becoming a teacher and a quote-unquote leader and someone that is responsible for other people in some way you know one way or another even though that is really draining and really really stretching and really took a lot of rewiring of my brain I also found a lot of joy in my creative process and freedom in my life that I have never felt before. So going into 2020, I would like to find a little bit more balance because one thing that 2019 did is it really taught me my limits. I began to know that when I came to that place of pretty intense anxiety, 
then I was at my limit. And yes, I can stretch and I can grow past that because think about this. Can you imagine if somebody, let's see, let me rephrase this. Can you imagine if you of 2010 had to step into the shoes of you of 2020 in one day? Like, you know, you just pop over from 2010 to 2020. How would that feel? Would that be crippling? Would that be debilitating or soul crushing or terrifying or it, it would for me. That's all I know. If I, if, if Emily of 2010 had to all of a sudden transpose herself into Emily of 2020, I literally physically and mentally could not do it. I would be broken. I would break so soon, so fast, without a doubt. I would have no clue how to manage and that's the process of growth, right? Like that's that's what we go through. And usually it's gentle. Usually it's slower than it was for me last year. But last year, I felt those pains really acutely. Going through making artwork, um, I was creating so much content. I was working between 60 and 70 hours a week with three children, one of whom was a baby. It was a lot. I, I felt the edges of my humanity very acutely. This year, in 2020, I really want to take away that push against the edge. I don't want to do that to myself this year. I want something that's a little bit more sustainable. I often think that there are times in your career when it's okay to push yourself to the edge, and you should, in order to grow, because there's something happening that needs you to show up in that way, and that's that's totally fine. It's totally normal. It's happened to me several times in my career. And every time I'm thankful that I do it, I'm thankful that I push. I'm thankful that I, you know, go that extra mile to make something good and beautiful and something worth being proud of, even if it does mean a bit of growing pains and stretching right now. But I'm very aware that that is not sustainable because I know what it feels like to be at that edge And I know how long I can sustain it. And it's not very long. It's really not that long. So I sustained it for about seven months. Um, The last half of the year was very gentle. It was very, it was a healing time for me. I took several mental health days that no one knows about except for my team and my husband and a couple of close friends. Um, And really gave myself permission to step away. My studio ran without me for the holidays for many, many days. And, you know, that's something that I just figured out that I need to make, I mean, to make a priority for myself. So in 2020, I would love to teach as many students as want to come into my, into my, my space, both inside of making artwork and inside of the collective. Making artwork, I know how to teach that class. I know what the content is. Everything is built. Everything is ready. That's going to be so much easier this year than last year, mostly because I've already done this before. I've already practiced. I've already gone through it. I know how it feels and how, how to show up and what to expect. For making artwork, I figured out how to make it sustainable. I figured out how to roll out the content in a way that keeps me feeling engaged and excited, and hopefully the audience and the community also feels engaged and excited. One thing that we did this year in 2020 that I'm super proud of, we, before anything else went on the calendar, we have some really exciting breaks planned. We have several vacations planned that are 
oh, they're going to be so good. They're going to be so, so good. And I'm so happy that those are on the calendar first thing before anything else. So we have a spring break planned. We have a summer break planned. We have a fall break planned. And I'm very excited about each of them. So that's my 2020. Um, a lot more painting. A lot less anxiety. <laughs> fingers crossed. Um, a lot more saying no even though I didn't say no, I didn't say yes a lot last year, but there was just so many new things last year that it felt like a lot of stretching. This year, I also have um, a team that is double the size of last year. So that's going to be sweet. I have a community manager this year. I have Haley is stepping into a much bigger role in my studio. She's taking over a lot of my tasks, which I'm so excited about because honestly, they were things that I needed to do last year because I needed to learn how to do them. But now that I know how to do them, I can, I can help someone else do them in my way, you know, but until I went through that process, I didn't know how, to, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to do anything. So I couldn't delegate because I didn't even know what it should look like. Um, this year, I've also joined a mastermind, which I'm so excited about. They're going to give me so much wisdom and advice, and hopefully I can also do the same for them. And it's going to be a great um, source of of encouragement and power for me, I think. So a lot is changing. This is a crazy journey. I've never, you know, if you told me 10 years ago that I would be teaching well over a thousand people and, you know, creating work that is desired by collectors around the world, I, I don't know that I would have believed you. I would not have known how to imagine that. It would have been, it would have been so outside of my scope of reality oh my goodness, it would have been, it would have been crazy. Actually, let me pull out my notebook. I have something I want to read to you. Um, in the mastermind meeting, one of the first things the leader had us do, which, pardon all the page sounds, um, I thought was so beautiful and like made me shake and get very emotional. Wow. I'm going to shake right now. Oh my goodness. Um, it just made me start trembling and and it was just so sweet. I recommend that you do this as well if you'd like to. He had a straw line down the center of the paper. And then on one side, we write 2010. One side, we write 2020. I'm just going to contrast these for you. This is what I wrote down. 2010, I was two years into my marriage. I had just left Banana Republic. I began my art career um, with my baby on my hip and <laughs> old paints at my side. I sold my first painting for $1. I began a painting a day project. I got pregnant again. We went from poverty and Medicare to the military. We lived in a beautiful white house that we rented. And then we lived in a pretty shabby apartment that we also rented because that was what we had available to us at that point. And we began planning for our move into the military. Um, that was 2010, 2020, we are 12 years into our marriage. Uh, actually it will be 13 this year. Um, let's see. I have a thriving fine art practice. I have a small team of people that work with me that I truly respect and admire. I'm on track to make $1 million next year. I travel extensively. We just, this is actually a surprise. I wasn't going to share this yet, but 
it's written down and I almost read it out loud. So I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Uh, we just bought some land on a mountain that we're going to be building a home on. And that, that alone makes me very emotional because there were many, many, many months that we didn't know if we had a home or that we would be able to afford our home. And um, that's, that's beautiful because that's where my family is going to feel safe and loved and cared for. And I love that I get to be a part of that for them. Um, we are able to risk because we have a safety net. We're able to plan because we have a safety net. We're able to explore and feel generous because we have a safety net. We're able to help others. I'm able to invest energy into others because I'm not afraid for myself. I'm able to give generously to my students and to people that ask things of me because I have I have a cushion. I have space. I have a place to not feel anxious. I have a um, place to find beauty. I'm able to create because I love creating. I love creating. I love beauty. I think beauty is so valuable. I think beauty is so valuable that one of my biggest goals is to inspire others to create more beauty. And if that means that I give up a little bit of my own personal creative time to make that happen, I am 100% willing to do that and gladly do so. Because the way that I think about it, I can be not selfishly, it's kind of the wrong word, but I can either be focusing on my own creative practice or... I can try my best to balance my own creative practice and empower thousands of others to pursue theirs. And if I can do that, I both get to do what I love and the ripple effect, hopefully. I mean, can I, I don't want to be like too, too big or too grandiose about this, but like, can we change the world together? I actually think we can. Like, I don't think that's too much. I think that like, I think that there is a new wave of artists rising up that are so beautiful and so passionate and are so bold. They're not afraid. They're not starving. They're not suffering. They're not hiding their work because they're afraid. They're not They're not in the control of a gallery or of a patron or of an old king who wants them to paint their ceiling. They're able to create and share that boldly on their own terms and that that's crazy that's so special what a time to be alive also many of them are women so hello that's also very special and very 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 beautiful and you're able to do this you're able to have the life that you want and you can do it with your kids you can do it while you travel. You can do it from wherever you'd like to create. You can create whatever you want to create. There's so much freedom in this lifestyle and there's so much beauty and it's, I'm, I'm in love with it. I'm never going to leave. It's amazing. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what you got out of that. It was sweet for me to reminisce and to think about these things and to take a moment to uh, celebrate growth. And I hope that you also celebrate your growth. Growth, like... It's such a continual practice of growing and stretching and being okay with that push and pull and evaluating what you need to do to grow more and then loving yourself and loving your ambitions and loving your, your ideas enough to be willing to grow. 
even when it's uncomfortable and even when it's a little bit nerve wracking and you feel like you're stepping out a tiny bit too far and being a tiny bit too bold and sharing a little bit too much, you're not. Somebody needs to hear it. Someone needs to know that they are also allowed to grow and to be big and beautiful. And the more we can do that, the more beauty will spread. So I think it's 100% worth it. Okay, that's all for today. <sighs> okay, I feel like I want on like a little emotional journey. So thank you for joining me with that. Um, yeah, I hope to see you in the in the free series coming up on the 4th. Again, November, oh my gosh, not November. What month are we in? <laughs> February, February 4th. February 4th, the free video series begins. And then just after that, the seven day challenge. And then the doors to making artwork open on February 18th. And I, I hope to see you in there. I want to spread more goodness with you. Go to emilydeffordslearn.com to find out about all of those things. And I mentioned in this podcast episode, the artist year of growth. You can also find that there. And that is also free. All right. That's all for today, guys. I'll see you next time. Bye.